SRN Survival Radio Network. Sunday. Um, thanks for tuning in. It's February the 1st, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, you tune in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We're your hosts, Will Strayhorn. Kimberly Pitts. Alicia Brown. What's your name? Anyway, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Um, we have a great show for you today. Um, get it together. I just wanted to ask you guys, you know, what, what one thing, I've been thinking about this topic all week. What one thing would you have to do in your life to get it together? I know me for myself, um, I need to add some balance. I know, you know, Kim and I, we had some dinner like last month, I think in December, I was telling you that I had been working and working and working all 2014 and really mm-hmm. took no time to um, relax, get away, do anything. So I was burnt out. Um, and I swore that 2015 was going to be different, but guess what? It is not. So um, <laughs> I really need to figure out a way to get some balance and learn how to say no. I always feel guilty because I think I'm going to miss, uh, miss out on something when people approach mm. me with an idea. You know, I can have something planned. I can say I want to go out of town. Somebody can say, you know, you want to do this? I'm like, oh, that could lead to this. That could lead to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I miss out. So, So I'm going to ask you, you know, what do you guys say? One or two things that, you know, you could change in your life today that would improve your life, that would help you get it together. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say for me is um I'm pretty much in the same boat as as you will. So I would say for me my one thing would be just um having more me time. I'm focusing, yeah. you know, so much on building my um um businesses and you know I just feel like I have to stay on my grind all the time but you know in the back of my mind I know that it's not healthy you know because you mm-hmm. do have to have that balance so right yeah. exactly exactly yeah you know, I well, it's so... go ahead, you know it's so funny that we'll ask this question because I just wrote a blog post about this a few hours ago um, but one of the things I find when you're trying to get that work-life balance and you are launching a new brand and a new platform, you think you're helping other people. Um, you can't help everyone. And then the thing is you find there are those that have energy off the fact that they're just draining you. 
They're not looking for help. They're not looking for guidance. They're not looking for a transformation. They're just looking for attention. So definitely trying to have that balance where yeah. you're living according to your purpose, mm-hmm. but you're also remembering to be your own best client. And that is so hard. It is so hard. It is. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, you know, I would say the same thing. Balance for me right now is important because sometimes I can get so caught up with work that I kind of, you know, lose sight of other things I need to be focusing on, like cleaning out my closet. Because I've been trying to do too much. Wow. Um, I forgot to introduce you, ladies. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Um, we have back to the show Miss Kimberly Pitts co-hosting this evening. We also have Miss Alicia Brown, and we have Janae Williams. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for coming back on. Um, um, we do, like I said, we have a big show coming up. So um, right up after this break, I believe, we're going to talk to Mr. Tempty Sahara, correct? Yes. Please, I guess we're going to talk to Tempest Sahara. We also have um, later on in the show we have Karen Beach coming on from Get It Get It Get It Together Girl. I'm sorry, say that real fast. But right now we're going to go ahead and take a real quick break, and we're going to come right back with Mr. Tempest Sahara from Red Pill Lifestyle Management and Consulting. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Let's Face It on the Survival Radio Network. I'm Will Strayhorn. We'll be right back. Do you want to take your business to the next level? Ultimate Business Solutions provides the support you need to increase your customer base and sell more products and services online. Specializing in graphic arts, web development, and internet marketing, Ultimate Business Solutions creates the face of your business. If you're looking for a custom logo, dynamic website, or popping marketing material, call Ultimate Business Solutions today at 404-704-2197 or visit www.ultimatebizsolutions.com. Ultimate Business Solutions. Let us create your future. Are you a recent graduate, a displaced professional, or a subject matter expert looking for an opportunity? Or maybe you're seeking to advance your career in information technology and cybersecurity. If so, then Lanier Data Assurance Solutions, Inc. is the company for you. Lanier is a professional services consulting firm located in Washington, D.C., Largo, Maryland, and Jacksonville, Florida. We are comprised of highly experienced, certified security professionals, as well as subject matter experts in the science of information security and privacy. Lanier has established a solid reputation for excellence by providing superior services to every client. This credible firm brings a wealth and expertise to the profession. If you are interested in knowledge work, excellent compensation, contract and travel options, contact Lanier Data Assurance Solutions today. Like us on Facebook to get real-time opportunity announcements at facebook.com forward slash Lanier, which is L-E-N-E-E-R, or call 301-476-1844. You can also email us at info at Lanier.net. Planning for the ultimate vacation? Do you want the perfect wedding and honeymoon packages? 
How about a relaxing cruise or group travel destination? You need Phoenix One Travel. Phoenix One Travel is one of the leading providers of travel services and travel education in the world. Give us a call at 678-358-8588 or visit our website at www.phoenixonetravel.paycation.com. Let's plan your dream getaway today. Hello. Welcome back to Let's Face It. Our first guest is Mr. Tenti Sahura. He is a human behavior analyst, lifestyle research specialist, and true purpose coach. His website is redpilllife.com. Tempty, are you there? Tempty. I'm here. Can you can you hear me now? Oh, uh, I can, yeah, hear, we can you hear you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How good. Are you? good. All right. We we figured that out. Yes. Yeah, fine. How are you doing? <laughs> Happy New Year, Tempty. How are you? Happy New Year to you, Will. Yes, uh definitely, definitely feeling good and um you know, so much to definitely talk about, so many things to share and um, you know, you know, the one thing I notice notice about a lot of coaches is that, you know, the advice that that um that we all give it's really based on our own experiences and how we're still, you know, every day trying to get our lives together and remember our lessons, you know, and exactly. um, and it's just great to have an opportunity to pass it on. So, yeah. Exactly. So I just want to start. So this is your second time back to the show. Welcome. Um, you have Red Pill Lifestyle Management and Consulting in Atlanta. I know your motto is yes. where your purpose is defined and personal lifestyle refined. So I want to ask you, um, you know, and the whole show is about how to get your life together, how to organize your life, how to live a better life. Um, and we're always thrown um, things like diets, exercise, meditation, and visualization. What really works if you want to create a, a positive balance and lasting self-change in your life? I mean, the first thing is, is you know, everything revolves around your life, you know. So that's the, that's the starting place. And you have to understand, well, what is my life? What, what am I about? And, you know, Kimberly mentioned it, you know, uh, it's purpose. You know, you have to understand who you are and what you are. You know, otherwise you will never have the motivation or the reason to, to do it properly. So that's the first thing, you know, to, to identify why I need to change my life in the first place. What is it I'm trying to achieve? And once you have some idea of where you want to go, and what you want to do, then it's a little e- it's a little more easier to get focused, you know, to have a to have a, a vision in your mind of what you want to do, and and you know to understand what you are prepared to do to actually fulfill that that vision. So that is the first step, you know, getting an idea of what you're doing. Just dieting for the sake of it or changing for the sake of it is no good if you don't know what you're changing into, or if you or if you're not even sure about the the real obstacles to your to right. your changing. Um, you know, you have to identify if if healing is needed, if you need a change of, of address, you know, if there's a medical issue getting in the way of you and your progress. So there has to be a lot of self-understanding, a lot of looking in the mirror, a lot of 
going back into your own mind, you know, self-conversations to really get to the bottom of who and what you are, what's getting in your way. And then you can start to say, right, well, I'm going to need this tool, i.e. this diet or this, this regimen or this, you know, I need to read this book. That's when you can start plotting your course. But the first thing first, you have to understand you, what you're doing and what's in your way. That's self-evaluation pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So hi, Tempe. This is Janae. How are you this evening? I'm fine, thanks, Janae. How are you doing? Great. So my question is, you know, like Will was saying earlier, people know that diet, exercise, and meditation and all these things are keys to having a positive balance and a lasting self-change. So why is it so hard for people to say no to unhealthy life choices? Oh, that's one of my I mean, problems. when it, we, <laughs> I mean, it's every, it's everybody's problem. <laughs> you know, yes. um, it's it, it's difficult because you know you've got decades of habits, habits built upon habits built upon habits that may have started off with a, a you know from a negative um, aspect and built into 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 a monster, you know, in in your in your present day life that stops you from achieving what you want to achieve. And when you try to break those habits, it's, it's very hard. And, you know, you literally need the support of your environment. You know, let's use an example. I, me personally, I like cake. That's one of my vices. If I keep on buying cake, right, mm-hmm. and let's say I put it in my, in my refrigerator, Mm-hmm. Now my environment, I've tuned my environment to the point where now my environment will offer me cake because one day I'll go down and be like, mm, I'm feeling peckish. What should I eat? I'll open up the refrigerator. Boom, there's cake. Oh, I'll have some cake. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so right. my environment, my, you know, I, I, I've tuned my environment to actually support my cake habit. You know, so one of the things you have to do is that now I have to, like, say, right, let me change my environment so that it no longer supports my cake habit or it no longer supports my, you know, whatever – habit you're trying to get rid of and you know so the first person you have to say no to is, is yourself to say i am mm-hmm. going to you know start putting in some making some adjustments some lifestyle adjustments so that um you know my environment can support me because that's the first thing that was going to get you down you know whatever is close to your hand whether it's alcohol you know whether it's you know uh you know cigarettes or whatever you've got to make sure you keep them out of your environment in terms of saying no to people, um, that's a very tough one as well. People, even if they're horrible to you, even if it's an abusive relationship, it can still be very hard to say no because of the, the, the energy interaction that you have with people. You know, you, you spend so much time with them, you share so much with them that it still feels like you're going to leave a, a, a huge hole in, in, your, exactly. in your personality yeah. if, you, if, if you pull away from them. So mm-hmm. you have to have a, a strategy. You have to have a strategy if you are going to say no to someone. Just saying no and, and ripping away is what we call the rubber band effect, where you just, you know, as soon as you feel lonely or you feel bad on your own, boom, you bounce right back. There has to be a proper strategy to figure out why you're saying no, understand why you're saying no, and progressively work towards changing your situation. It is, it, is, it is tough, especially if you haven't been through anything like that before, but that's why, you know, you always have to seek some kind of help, some kind of counsel from someone who's done it before or, or an, an elder or, you know, someone who, who can just help you to, you know, um, to, to be your support. It's a very tough transition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. (laughs) (laughs) The nail on the head. And good evening, Tim C. This is Alicia Brown, the Joy Guru. And I just want to, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. So many of our listeners, and I think you touched on it earlier, that self-evaluation and, you know, the difficulty in saying no to unhealthy life choices. But we all have been at a point where we just feel like our personal situation drains us of the will to change. But we know we need to change. So for our listeners, are they going to be stuck in the rut forever? Unfortunately, if they don't do anything to change, yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's – People have to understand, of course, you have a reason why you're here. You have a, you have a purpose to fulfill. And if you don't fulfill that purpose, then the sum total of your life is going to be a form of misery unless mm-hmm. you actively decide to get up and say, right, I am going to fulfill my purpose. I don't accept where I am right now. I don't accept what's happening, and, mm-hmm. and I need to change it. So there has to be a, almost like a, an ownership of yourself. You have to take charge of, of yourself and of your life. Again, this is very, very difficult to do because we haven't necessarily been brought up in an environment where emotional intelligence has a premium that, we, that we're all supposed mm-hmm. to value. So, yeah. you know, we, we, we will push that to the side in favor of trying to get the bigger job, trying to get the better relationship, trying to get the nicer car, and not really mm-hmm. pay attention to what, but how does the relationship make me feel? Well, what does the job do for me? Well, does, you know, uh, th- does the money fill the gap that I feel inside me? We're taught to just kind of I- ignore that feeling. We have to open up to that and recognize what needs to be done and love ourselves enough to be able to, mm-hmm. to realize that, you know, I'm not happy, I'm not fulfilled, and, and I need to move on. Um, again, uh, as, as it was being said, um, you can't teach someone to love themselves. That's something they have to figure out. All you can do is, all you can do is let them know the benefits of loving yourself. Show them the benefits, but that's a choice that people have to make. Um, very tough, especially when you have these, these generational situations where, you know, love, self-love has not been in the family for, for, for yeah. decades. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like, what, how do you teach somebody something that they don't understand? It's like trying to speak to somebody in a language, hoping that they're going to understand the language if I talk enough. No, they're just going to get more confused without understanding yes. the, the, rudim- the rudimentary basics of self-love. So there's a whole education about getting out of that rut. You know, we are essentially, we're talking about things like your personality, your character, your emotions. Mm-hmm the sensibilities. These are not physical things. These are things of the, of one would say spiritual as a catch-all phrase for all of these things. They are, they are non-tangible, but they are parts of who you are, distinct parts of who you are. And it's to understand how they all work together, you know. So there's, a, there's an education, you know, there's, a, there's almost a language that needs to be recognize when you start talking about the intangible parts of yourself. Um, how do I feed my personality? How do I understand my character? How do I deal with my emotions? How do, how do they all connect together? That's a type of education that we don't get anywhere. You know, it's alluded to um, in, the, in the church, no doubt, you mm-hmm. know, 
or if you mm. or, or if you become a psychology major. But outside, yeah. but outside of that, you know, it will never be pieced together. The the church part never really comes together with the psychological part for you to really understand how this works in a practical way. People will either pray but never really understand the full force of their own power or they'll understand the psychological piece but not really understand the humility and the sincerity that's needed to understand that this is really a divine process, uh, getting closer to God. You know, so you really have to put the two worlds of, of, um, of science and spirituality together to understand who you are as a person. Then you can start building on your character, your personality, your emotions, your sensibility, and, mm. you know, then it can be a lot easier to get out of that rut. But there has to be an education. The reason why a lot of us are in rut is because there is no emotional education. That's mm-hmm. the force that has to happen for us to make the change. Either that or, you know, you're falling off a bridge and then you realize, oh, my God, I need to make changes in my life. You know, you know, you know it's, don't it's, it's usually like a, yeah, you don't, you don't want to have a near-death experience. You don't want to have a family member die. You don't want to be in a car crash before you figure it out. You know, but usually, right. yeah, but those are the kind of forces that are involved usually for people to, to, to get it. And, um, you know, hopefully we don't want any of the listeners to go through that before they understand they have to make changes in their life. This this is Kim. Um, I have a I have a question for you. Okay, you mentioned about you know purpose and you know just basically you know finding out who you are and just you know different things that you need to change. Um, so then mm-hmm. what happens? Like you know, once you make the positive changes in your life, but then you find later on that you no longer relate to anyone who's around you. People, environment, you can find out that, like, you know, you totally do not relate to anyone anymore. So when when that happens, what should a person do? In a situation like that, I mean, it's it's tough. Uh, You know, you you grow up one way. You grow up in an environment. You've always always felt that you're different. You've always known, I, you know, yes, I I love my mom's cooking, but I've got to an age where I want to look after my body a certain way. I don't really want to eat certain foods now i'm trying to watch my watch my own you know internal balance i'm not really trying to listen to that kind of music no more i'm trying to you know develop something else within myself and sure it it can be a source of ridicule from others a, a source of misunderstanding and you can really feel out of touch whether that environment is your job or your family or even your your personal relationship um you know but you also got to understand that if you are growing that you're the one that's growing. It's not everybody else. So there has to be the understanding. Mm-hmm. You have to be the bigger person and be able to communicate what's going on with you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not to necessarily preach, because there's a lot of people that do get preachy when they start to change. It's like, oh, well, you know, we're all going to hell. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to get cancer. I'm the only one that's like, you know. Um, it can, mm-hmm. People can get very preachy, and, and, and that isn't the, the, the point. You know, it's like if you found something good for yourself, be humble, Share it with those who ask. And if nobody asks, that's fine. You know, remember that you still, you know, these are people that still care for you, you know, whether yeah. it's your family or your work colleagues. So not to, you know, you know play, play, take the high road and, and look down on everybody, but just to understand that everybody goes through their change in their, in their own way. And, uh, and always, leave the door, always leave the door open. You know, your words will be loudest when they come through, they come through your actions. 
So if somebody mm-hmm. needs that, all of a sudden you start to dress better. You start to look better. Your eyes are brighter. Your skin looks, you know, look, looks younger. They'll start asking, okay, you know what? Yeah, we used to make fun. You stopped eating this food and that food and whatnot, but it's like, wow, you look great. What, what do you do? It, it will happen. It always happens, you know. Um, and then when that happens, you know, don't be like, well, I told you so, blah, blah, blah. You just got to be like, well, look, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I came across something, and I felt I wanted to make some changes. But, yes, yeah, let's sit down, have a coffee, and, and, and talk about it. I mean, you really – because it, it, it is a humbling thing, you know. Again, this actually – what we're discussing in terms of self-change and everything is coming into yourself. And what's, what, what the process that the process is really happening is that your ego, your ego is the engine of your body. It drives mm-hmm. you. And it's the part that interacts with the outside world, you know. So it's the part that gets most affected by the outside world. It can be shaped. If people keep on telling you, you know what, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, your ego will, will take that on board and start feeling, boy, my, I'm beat up. I, I'm ugly. Nobody wants to talk to me. And similarly, if, if people keep pretending, you, oh, you're so beautiful, you're so beautiful, your ego will change. So that's the part that, that's the face that we give the world and it gets affected by the world. Then you have, um, for lack of a better word, your higher self. And your yeah. higher self is, is the true you. That's what we could call the divine you, you know, and that is the steering wheel. Now, the ego or the engine is supposed to work for the steering wheel, and the two are supposed to be connected. You know, the ego is there to protect the body's interest in the, in the world. The ego is there to, to say yes, to say no, to, to filter out what's good for the body or to change the environment, and all the while it's getting its directives from the higher self. Once that connection is severed or deteriorates, then the messages don't come through so well. So... Even though you may be feeling one thing on a, on a higher level, your ego will overpower that. And basically, it's like an engine that's out of control. You know, so you're talking about scattered mm-hmm. behavior, being influenced by everything that, you know, everything that comes, oh, buy this over here. Oh, I've got to get those shoes. Oh, I've got, got to go to this club. Oh, I've got to eat that food. You know, the direction comes from outside. So you become scattered. You don't grow. You end up in situations that you wouldn't really end up with because you don't have your own divine direction. So all this growth that we're talking about is how to reconnect the engine back to the steering wheel so that we can now have drive, proper drive and purpose and direction in our life. And once you have that, that's when you start realizing how good life can be for you. Once you start walking in the direction you were born to walk in, you know, um, when you try to emulate anything else, life never works out how you read, you know, that sense of fulfillment is never going to be there, you know. So, um, so yeah, so, that, so, that, so that's yeah. exactly what is at stake. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, Timothy, uh, what you just said a minute ago about, um, you know, finding direction, you know, that kind of leads me to this question. So if a person was to come to you and say, you know, Timothy, I found a lot of peace in my life, and I think, you know, and I've been in a bad relationship before, a toxic relationship, but I'm ready to um, introduce a new personal relationship into my life. Um, but I don't want to disrupt my peace and my balance. Uh, what would you suggest that they do? See, that's not, that is a, a situation I've even been in myself, 
um, and you know you spend you know you're trying to detox from a, a a past situation, and it can take you know it can take years, it can take up to five years really to really detoxify, get your mind right, get that connection between you know the engine that is your ego and the steering wheel, which is your your divine mind, your higher self, and once the two are connected, then of course you create an environment around you that supports that. So now you get to a point where, okay, I'm ready to share, you know, I'm ready to share my life with someone again. So when somebody comes in, um, the fact that you have created a peaceful environment, you know immediately if somebody comes in and disrupts it, they're coming with dirt on their shoes, you know, they're, you know, they're blazing music on their car when they, when they park up in the driveway, right there, you're getting your signs already that, okay, this person is, is already creating some form of, of, of disruption. Um, you know, so your, your environment is your protection. It lets you know that if anything comes in that doesn't fit in, that it will stand out like a sore thumb. Um, okay, some people can, can appear peaceful, but they've got a lot of turmoil in their heads. So you have to listen to their, to their language, how they talk about themselves, how they, how they um, you know, what, what they do in their life, what is their purpose, and what they do to achieve that purpose. If somebody really has found their purpose, what they go for is harmony. They want harmony so that they so they don't have anything to disrupt what they're doing. If somebody doesn't if somebody doesn't know what they're doing, then chaos is going to is get, is going to come out in their language. You know, so that's one of the things to look for. If somebody is comfortable with who they are and they're comfortable with the direction in life, they'll want peace, and so that they can continue doing what they're doing. So, identifying people who, you know. Have 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 a purpose and and do everything to um, to build that. You know is 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 what we all should be focusing on. And mm. also, when you try to figure out the compatibility of what somebody's doing and what you're doing, you know, so mm. it's very it's very important to, to 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 get your own point across about this is what I'm about. You know this you know and, and speak your truth. And let somebody know there's no point in playing coy. You know, be, be proud of what you do. Be proud of what you've achieved. Let somebody know. And through having a frank and honest conversation, that's when you can realize, you know what, there's a compatibility here. Whether it's a type of compatibility where you can be friends or it's a compatibility where it can be something more, where you can both help each other achieve each other's higher aims. But you have to have that conversation. If you try to have that conversation with somebody who has no idea what you're talking about, They'll stand out like a sore thumb, and all you can do is be very polite. You know, keep 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 the date short, and you know, shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving. You know, but when oh, you right find now. yourself being, you know, right? when you find yourself being engaged and feeling like you know impressed by somebody who is finding peace in their life, then that that's a sign right there. You know, it takes one to know one, and if you've done it for yourself, you recognize it in somebody else. So. um yeah, creating that environment for yourself and creating your peace is your is your is your greatest protection. It will let you know when unrest comes around. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Tempe. Once again, you've given us a lot of information. Um, tell our listeners how can they list, how can they get more um, information about you and those people who are in the Atlanta area. They can actually come and see you. Give us your information again. The the website is www.redpilllife.com 
And somebody asked me the other day, you know, why did you call it red pill? Do you do you have some medication? <laughs> you know, do you do you dispense <laughs> drugs? Uh, you know, so you know, you get some people who haven't actually seen the film Matrix, and you know, and for those who are who may not have seen the film Matrix, you know, uh, the red pill was something that uh, they took in the movie that was symbolic of, you know removing the wolf from your eyes and seeing reality for what it really is, seeing the world ah. for what it really is. And, and once you can see the world for, for what it really is, then you can start making real choices about yourself. Okay. You know, so, you know, so that's the red pill. Um, so on the site, uh, if you go to the site, redpilllife.com, um, there's, a, there's a lot of contact forms. My, all my contact information is there. There are free assessments on the site where you can, um, you know, get yourself, you know, answer like about 20 or 30 questions. It will take about three minutes. And from that, I can actually give you feedback on what types of, you know, issues you may be possibly going through in your life and the type of areas you may need to focus on, you know. So that's uh, like a, a half an hour consultation that comes from that. So that's one of the things that I, I offer for, for free. Um, there's also lifestyle programs on the site, for anybody, you know, whether it's like a four-week program, an eight-week program, or a 12-week program where you're trying to really understand yourself or you're trying to, you know, create a regimen for your life or you're just trying to go the whole hog and, you know, really go back into, you know, emotional issues, go back into, you know, um, things that are obstructions that are in your way, things that are stopping you from developing. We'll get down with that and go for a 12-week program to, um, to get on top of that. So, um, so awesome. yeah, so that's awesome. everything. And, and, and I also do a yoga class as well for those oh, who you do everything. Uh, are, are very, <laughs> if you're very, very serious, then, you know, I can show you the exercises that you need to do to really help bring that engine and that steering wheel together. So, yes. But thank you so much, man. And I will be calling on you again in the future. You have a good evening, okay? You too. Thank you so much, guys. Great talking to you. Speak to you again soon. Thank you, you too. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. we come back and have the studio. Live from the camp. You can give us amazing tips on how to get it together. Listen to Let's Face Your Radio from Survival Radio Network. We'll be right back. The S-R-N. Do you want to take your business to the next level? Ultimate Business Solutions provides the support you need to increase your customer base and sell more products and services online. Specializing in graphic arts, web development, and internet marketing, Ultimate Business Solutions creates the face of your business. If you're looking for a custom logo, dynamic website, or popping marketing material, call Ultimate Business Solutions today at 404-704-2197 or visit www.ultimatebizsolutions.com. Ultimate Business Solutions. Let us create your future. Welcome back to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Tonight we have the pleasure of being joined by author, coach, and talk show host, 
parent beach of Get It Together Girl Media, which has the theme of fun, feisty, fabulous. Welcome to the show, Karen. Karen, are you there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I had been at a Super Bowl party earlier, so I had to join oh, you. Sorry. <laughs> Who's winning? I didn't, um, when I left, the Seahawks were. Okay. Still so, are. Of course, of course. I, I, yeah, I snuck out to my car to do the interview, so. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. Hopefully we won't keep you too long. Um, our, our first oh, interview, no problem. Uh, he gave us so much information, a lot of good information, that we actually went over a little bit. But um, we'll we'll let you get back to your party in just a few minutes. <laughs> I just wanted to ask no, you. No problem. Um, <laughs> I was looking through your site, a lot of good information. What is the Thank whole you. Get It Together Girl philosophy? Um, the Get It Girl Get It Together Girl philosophy is real simple. It's start where you are right now. Use the resources you have at your disposal, and with consistent changes, you can get where you want to go. Okay. All right. And you know, one thing I noticed: you focus on small changes. Yeah. Can small changes really make a big difference? They can if they're done consistently. If your small change is to eat a salad one time, no, it's not going to make a big difference. <laughs> right. But, I'll try but, <laughs> but if you do it consistently, if you're working out, if you're walking um, more days than you're not, if you're changing your diet 90, 95% of the time, then you can make a change. Mm. It's something you have to do consistently, though. Mm. Now, from your experience, are there any other things that we take for granted that are actually key to achieving the big changes that we desire in life? You know, something that I heard you guys talking about at the beginning um, and talking about being in balance. And I think people get the idea of balance wrong. If you think of balance as being like a pie, people want to think that you're only in balance if you have equal slices of that pie. But Mm -hmm. that's never going to happen. This is life, and it tends to be messy. So Mm -hmm. there are going to be times when the work slice is bigger. There are going to be times when the family slice is bigger. Um, And accept that as part of being in balance, giving even a little bit of time or effort to those other areas can be beneficial, even if you have to give the majority of your time at a certain period of time to something else. And so in your book, this this is Kimberly. Um, okay. In your book, you uh, indicate that um, you you say that people have much more time than than they think. So a lot of people would disagree with that. But can you explain how, you know, using other, like, small pockets of time, you know, in your life can make a difference? Okay, I'm I'm about to step on some toes here. Um, But when people say they don't really have time, 
I challenge that because mm-hmm. if it was something you really wanted, you would find the time. You would the make things you right. don't have the time for are things you really don't want to have the time for. Um, I like to cook, so I'll go home and prepare something, and people will say, oh, I don't have time to cook. Okay, but you have time to go to a restaurant, to stand in a long line, bring that crap home, and eat it. Mm-hmm. You have time, <laughs> but you just don't want to do it. You know, and I mean, Rachel Rachel Ray made a fortune off 30-minute meals, and guess yeah. what? You can now get cookbooks on 10- and 15-minute meals. So now You're what's right. your excuse? Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> well, it's, it, if you want it bad enough, you will find the time. If somebody called you tomorrow, and I like to shop, so if I got that call tomorrow that said, hey, we're going to come by on Wednesday at 7 a.m., and we're going to spend the day with you. We're going to give you a makeover, and we're going to buy you $10,000 worth of new clothes. Do you think I would figure out how to do that? Yes. I would. (laughs) Rearranging my schedule as we speak, yes. Exactly. It's like I I would have it done tonight. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> at nine o'clock on a, a Sunday before I went to bed, that would be done. Yes. Because it matters, and that's the thing. You got to think about what really matters to you, and you need to be honest about it. Because a lot of people say stuff matters, but where you put your time really shows what matters in your life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Hi, Karen. This is Janae. How are you this evening? I'm wonderful. Great. Could you please explain to me what comprehensive goal setting is? Comprehensive goal setting. Um, here we are at the end, beginning of February now. We're not even into January. But when people set goals, they think, I want to do this, and I'm going to get there by doing X, Y, and Z. And because most people don't achieve their goals, I think it's pretty safe to say that that isn't working. So my comprehensive goal setting means that you're taking a bigger look at your goals. Um, Number one, you're looking at your motivation. And when I say motivation, I'm not talking about rah, 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 we can do it. I'm talking about what's going to make you bypass the drive-through and go home and prepare something? What's going to make you say, I can't afford to go shopping because I need to save this money? What is really going to motivate you to make the changes? And then, two, who's going to support you? Who has the knowledge? Who has the information? Who has the emotional support? And that becomes very important because a lot of times the people you expect that to support you aren't the ones in your corner. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you have three goals, you might have to have three teams of people on your goals. Or my friend who's still at the Super Bowl party. Love mm-hmm. to death. <laughs> great, great for um, financial information, great for helping me on my goal to find a boyfriend or whatever. 
absolutely terrible for my diet goal. We just ate nachos <laughs> and wings <laughs> had, and had drinks. And she's always going to find a way to make it okay for me to drink and eat with her. So <laughs> she's not on my team for weight loss. Right. <laughs> she's mm. on my team for other things, but she's not on that team. She'll never be on that team. All right. You know, well, unless I lose too much weight and I pull an Al Sharpton, and now I need to gain some weight, then she That's can be girl. on that. Yeah, she's my girl for that. Because we all know he needs a sandwich with some mayo and some cheese. Karen, mm-hmm. <laughs> could you explain how, uh, when it comes to goals, how does shooting you relate to comprehensive goal setting. What is the shooting when it comes to goals? Um, step number three in my five-step process is stop shooting on yourself. And when I say shooting, I mean a lot of times you don't achieve your goal because it's not really your goal. It's mm. a goal you think you should have. And mm. in my book, I give you permission to stop shitting on yourself and to get rid of those goals. Um, Over the years, as I've gotten older, I've gained a little weight. And for the past couple years, that's been my goal. I've had a goal to lose weight. Have I lost weight? Not really. Why? Because it was pretty much a should goal. I know it's something I should do. I know why I should do it, but frankly, I'd rather sleep than get up and work out. I would rather keep going through the drive-thru than go home and do what I know I need to do. And so I never achieved that goal because I wasn't willing to put the time in. I was looking at my family medical history. I was looking at my pant size, and I was thinking, this is something I need to do. This is something I should do. But I wasn't at a point mentally where I could sit down and do it. Now, this year, I will achieve that goal because I'm able to say, no, I don't want that fattening, sugar-filled Starbucks drink. Give me a black coffee, and I'll put some Splenda in it. I will get dressed at the end of my work day and put on my clothes, my workout clothes, and generate an obscene amount of sweat kickboxing at nine rounds. Hmm. I can't even do anything after I work or go home because I feel I would scare people. <laughs> it's that it's that much sweat. Um, like there's a grocery store next door. I'm like, let me run in there and get something now, because that all bets are off when I get out. Small children would would cower in fear. Can't be that bad. <laughs> it's it's that bad. You know, you try to be cute at the gym, try to meet a guy, not gonna happen in nine rounds. By round three, I'm sweating, and there's nine rounds. Ooh. Well, so I know this next, my next question pertains to myself. I know. Um, what do you mean when you say that perfection is a form of procrastination? 
a lot of times people, when they think they have to do something per- perfectly, you have to get it perfect. So you spend a lot of time fiddling, doing, postponing, or I'll do this. I can't do this till then because then it'll be right. I can't take this picture until it's exactly 527 and the light is right. Oh, it's not 527. I, I missed 527. Now i got to wait till tomorrow. You see what I mean? And you keep putting things off, and it becomes a way not to do something. Not to say that you shouldn't put your best effort forward. Um, I'm a writer, and writing, if you really think about it, is a never-ending process. Anybody that's written anything can go back to it a day, a week, a year, ten years later, and say, I should have said this differently. I should have mm-hmm. included this. I should have edited that. But you get to a point where, um, I think it was, was Janae, were you talking about a blog you wrote earlier? Alicia. No, <laughs> no that was Alicia, yeah. That was Alicia. Alicia, you wrote a blog earlier. At a certain point, you have to finish it. Yes. And you have to get done with it. And that's what I mean by procrastination. If writers never just said that's it, nothing would ever be written. Yes. And that's how and that's what what, what I mean when I talk about perfection. At some mm-hmm. point you have to um put a put a period at the end and just be like, yeah. I'm done. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're gonna switch gears um just a little. Um, you also talk a lot about delegation and saying no. Why do you oh. think it's so difficult for a lot of women to say no? Men too. Men too. Because people believe if I need to do it right, I need to do it myself. Mm. Mm. Uh-oh. Oh. And a lot of the problem with delegation <laughs> is you you need you don't focus on the end results, you focus on the method. In other words okay. the kitchen can be clean whether somebody wipes off the countertops first and then uh sweeps <laughs> or you can sweep and wipe off the countertops. Um uh, my ex boyfriend he'd be in the kitchen and be like, What are you doing? What are you doing? This makes no sense. But I hadn't been in the kitchen, and I had come in the kitchen after he was done, I would have said, oh, great, the kitchen's clean. Mm-hmm. Because the end result is what's important. But if you're hovering over people, and parents do it a lot with their kids, you're not doing that right. Mm-hmm. Oh hell, I'll just do it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where the problem comes in. So one of the things you need to do when you delegate is if there's important points along the way, definitely make sure you show someone those points, but then give them the freedom to be able to do something their own way. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then also I have a second question. When you speak about self-care in your book, why is self-care not being selfish? Why why is it not a selfish act? 
Well, first of all, let me explain what I mean by self-care. Although okay. I think it's great to get your hair and your nails done all the time, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's not what I mean by self-care. When I talk about self-care, I'm talking about what you're doing to take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and relationally. Yeah. And by that, I mean physically, it's about are you getting enough sleep? Mm-hmm. And sleep is one of those things that people wear as a badge of honor. I mean, how many times have you heard at work, I don't have time to sleep. I'll sleep when mm-hmm. I'm dead. Well, you know what? That might happen a little bit sooner. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... Plus, when you don't sleep, you make poor decisions. You're not yeah. focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I A couple of weeks ago, I had to work 12-hour days all week, and then I had stuff scheduled for after work. So, yeah, I was doing my whole not eating a lot of sugar stuff. Every time I came downstairs, I was like, yeah, give me that um, large white chocolate mocha. <laughs> you know, all why? Right. Because I was I was sleepy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, now what do you need? You need to eat sugar, caffeine to keep you awake. You're making poor choices. Nine mm-hmm. rounds, I wasn't going that week. I wasn't exercising. These are all things that you need to take care of yourself. Emotionally, emotionally, sometimes you need to vent to someone. You don't need to do it all the time. That's a whole nother book I could write about how to do all that stuff. <laughs> but you need to tell people. You need to look at your relationships. Are these relationships nurturing you? Um, are they improving you? When it comes to people in relationships, um, I have something I call the better test. And it's real simple. And it, it applies not just to people you're romantically involved in, but people you work with, people you're Mm, friends mm. with. And basically it's this. Are you a better person because this person is in your life? Mm. Yes. Wow. And this isn't to say that, you know, everybody, especially in the relationships you go, even when you're going through a rocky patch, has this person invested enough in me and in our relationship that I need to see this through? And so that's part of self-care, too. There have been people I've had to say, you know what, I need to put distance between our relationship. Mm -hmm. Or I need to end it at all. I need to end it totally because you don't make me a better person. Wow. And making you a better person, does this person make you laugh? Do they support you? Yeah, my best friend, she's still in there, I think. Um, (laughs) Yeah, she's terrible on a diet. But when I've been down, she's been there for me. When I need to figure things out, she sits down and figures things out with me. If I need someone to stay up all night with me, she will be there, probably with food. <laughs> but, that, but that, but this 
why we're friends, and I do the same for her. Right. You know, and so when I talk about self-care, are you caring for yourself? Because let me tell you what happens. Self-care is like a little whisper. Hey, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you need to go to sleep. Maybe you need to get some rest. Maybe you don't need that double quarter pounder. Maybe you should walk. And it's easy when it's whispering to you to brush it off. But what happens is that sooner or later it shouts. It shouts when you've been sleep deprived and your boss calls you in the office and asks you why there are all these mistakes in your report. When you get that diagnosis of type 2 diabetes, that's wow. your lack of self-care speaking to you. When you get that call from your child's <laughs> principal, you know, that means that maybe that relationship, maybe you kept putting it off, you know, as we tend to do. Oh, we'll do this later. We'll do that later. When later doesn't come, problems ensue. And that's what I mean when I talk about self-care. Right now, I could be at home sleeping. But I'm out having a good time with my friend because that's important. Mm-hmm. Well, Karen, thank you so much. You've given us a lot of information. A lot of information. Yes. A lot of great information, in fact. How can our listeners get more information about you, your services, and your radio show? Mm-hmm. Well, my radio show, Get It Together Girl Radio, also on Blog Talk Radio, Um The live show airs Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or, you know, you can listen in the archive just at Get It Together Girl Radio. Um, You can follow my Facebook page, Get It Together Girl Radio there. Um, And my website is Get It Together Girl Media. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Like I've written down notes. I'm, I'm writing down notes as you talk. So mm-hmm. you've given us a lot of information. Hope you'll be um, willing to come back again in the future and share what oh, you're I doing. Oh, I will because I have my fourth book on saving money coming out at oh. the end of, of March, and it's called Get It Together, Girl. It's all about the money, honey. Right. So <laughs> you can put up to $200 in your pocket every month. Ooh. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Good evening. Right. Yeah, good evening. Bye-bye. Okay. Awesome. Did you guys yeah. get any information that you could use? I know I did. I got oh, a yeah. lot of information. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. Once again, I want to thank you ladies for coming by. I know um, some of you will um, be here with me throughout the month. Actually, we have a lot of good shows coming up next week, actually. Um it's transgendered in America. Um, first, it was RuPaul. You guys remember RuPaul's supermodel. Um, and then he started RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, he has built a $7 million empire off of that. Um, now, from Orange is the New Black, Laverne Cox, she was just, um, I think, given some award by Glamour Magazine. But anyway, um, the face of transgendered is changing in America. So next week, we have two legendary entertainers and pageant title holders who just happen to be transgendered. Absolutely stunning. Wait till you see the um, show fire. 
And then also we have Alana Scholler and Bobby Thompson. They're a husband and wife um, couple. Now, they were unmarried before Alana, which is the husband, started um, becoming transgendered. But they're going to tell their story. They've written a book. They got married actually after he started um, cross-dressing or making the transition. So their story is so heart-touching, and um, just the support that Bobby has given them has been um, amazing. So make sure you tune in next Sunday, February the 8th at 8.30 for Transgendered in America. Um, I want to thank our guest again, Tinti Sahura from Redfield Lifestyle Management and Consulting, and Karen Beach from Get It Together Girl. And again, I want to thank all of you for being here. You guys are awesome. Um, tune in next week. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. Kimberly Pitt. You may say Williams. Alicia Brown. Let's face it. In life, you're going to be faced with many choices. But the most important choice that you will ever make is when you make the choice to be bold. Be beautiful. Make the choice to be you. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends on the Survival Radio Network. Please be sure to visit us on the web often at letsfaceitradio.com for the latest in show information, including upcoming shows, special guests, spotlight interviews, as well as exciting, innovative ways that you can be part of the show. So tune in next week for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it.